You're listening to the True Blue Podcast, sponsored by the Victoria City Police Union. Real stories told by real police officers working in Victoria and Esquimalt. What are the streets of Victoria and Esquimalt really like? The True Blue Podcast will give you some personal insights into what happens when wearing a police uniform. Welcome back to another episode of the True Blue Podcast. My name is Tom Samatakis Jr. and I'll be the host for today's episode in which we're hosting the Vancouver Island Beyond the Blue chapter. And with me in the room right now is Todd Mason. Good morning. And the president of the Vancouver Island Beyond the Blue uh, chapter is Aaron Toplak. Hi, everyone. Aaron, thanks for coming. Now, (laughs) so everybody has context. Um, This is going to be an interesting interview because Aaron is my... (laughs) life partner. She is the mother of my children. She is my high school crush. Uh, <laughs> and so... Um, and that makes me the third wheel yeah, yeah. today. <laughs> Todd, no feels, Todd feels a little... I feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. I have to leave the podcast. But I do think it's going to give great insight into um, a police family and, and, and how Beyond the Blue, how it came about, and everything in between, I think it's going to give a really good uh, perspective that, um, yeah, maybe can assist others in, in reaching out. But before we get to all that, we're going to do what's called Waterman's Rapid Fire. And so I'm going to ask you some quick questions. Um, and uh, you ready for it? Yeah, I think okay. so. <laughs> all right, let's go. So, best concert ever. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Aaron. It's rapid fire. It's rapid fire. That's your yeah, question. Yeah, that's my favorite. I don't really like concerts. Okay, moving on. That's all right. That's a good favorite that's a good local restaurant. Ooh, Il Terrazzo. Nice. Okay. Uh, Hawaii or Mexico? Hawaii. Mm, okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get it going because I'll probably ask you another question. You're like, that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Probably. that was a, that was a pretty dumb question. The, the best, <laughs> just so you know. the best way to start us. Why don't we start off by telling our listeners and, and everybody out there what is Beyond the Blue? Like, what's it about? What does it provide? Mm-hmm. So, Beyond the Blue is a um, a nonprofit organization. All of us are volunteers, and we are here to offer support tools. Um, peer support to families of police members. Right. So it's specific for the families. Yes. Not necessarily for the police officers themselves. Yes. Right. Yeah. So we, we recognize that police officers have other supports available that the families don't. Right. Like peer support, your system team, your wellness team. So we noticed and all across Canada because we have chapters all across Canada we noticed that there is a gap that we're trying to fill for the families to offer those same services and create a sense of community um, and just make sure that our families have an outlet if they need any help to maintain the family unit and just make sure they're thriving yeah okay so how did it all come about? Like at what point, how, how long has it been? First of all, how long has it been going now? Like how long's BTB been, been here in the Vancouver Island? Mm-hmm. So Vancouver Island, we 
we officially launched last November, so it's still in its infancy, I would say. Yep. It was, we had the hard launch in November, but we kind of had a soft launch after the BMO incident where I think a lot of people, it it just created a lot of chaos and a lot of uncertainty. And I know I felt it and I'm sure all of the spouses and family members of members uh, felt that stress and anxiety about the event. So we at that time we had just started a Facebook page and were involved in um, meal deliveries and those kinds of things. But it it had been we had been working on it for about a year prior to that, getting our business case up and running and organizing things with uh, Canada Beyond the Blue. Right. So how did you specifically like? You know, we we've kind of discussed this. You know, on a, on a personal level, like yeah. how did you? yourself want to become involved in something like this was it you know something through the course of you know our relationship with me as a police officer or what kind of got you involved in at the onset well I had been thinking about it for quite a while before I reached out to Canada to start a chapter um so I mean you know we we've gone through um, yeah. some pretty hard times <laughs> <Who has laughs> and it? uh yeah who hasn't I mean we were at a point where we almost didn't make it yep right totally. we were actually having discussions about how we would sleeping arrangements yep. and all that stuff it was bad and COVID so saved us <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it actually did I don't know it, how but yeah um so before that you know I was struggling yeah. I was struggling and it was partly because uh, I was dealing with my own stuff, my anxiety. Yeah. And I was dealing with a lot of pain mm-hmm. at that time. Um, the stress of trying to raise two small children and then dealing with a partner that was doing shift work mm. and not only being away for that amount of time, but also coming back home and, I mean, I think you've acknowledged it, just kind of being checked out. Yeah. And so I I found myself really honestly resenting you yeah. and feeling very alone yeah. and wondering if I was the only person going through this, right. you know, which I'm sure I wasn't. Of course not. There, I think uh, a lot of families are on very varying parts of the spectrum in terms of that intense you know yeah the relationship stress and the resentment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of the resentment of too day. i'm gonna kill you um <laughs> so did you reach out to others like in the so, area yeah so sorry that... i went on a tangent That's there okay. but um so after i kind of i was in survival mode at that time and i was thinking is there anyone else <laughs> is there anyone else going through this does anybody else understand because being a spouse of a police member is very unique and a lot of other people don't understand what that's like. So I, I had heard of beyond the blue when I was living in Vancouver and I had no idea what it was. It was just starting the Vancouver chapter. And, um, and so I started looking into it and I started thinking about, well, maybe we should have a chapter here as well because I know I could have used it back then and so I reached out to 
Canada Beyond the Blue to start a chapter. But unbeknownst to me, there were several other spouses that were also reaching out to Canada from the island, um, wanting to start a chapter. So that was pretty cool to know that I wasn't the only person. Um, So we have uh, spouses on the board and members of the, the team that are from each of the municipalities. So someone from each of the municipalities was reaching out. Canada said... Hey, you know, you're all reaching out. We suggest just based on your geographical location and the size of your departments that you should start a Vancouver Island beyond the blue for South Vancouver Island or, you know, whatever that looks like for you. So that's what we ended up doing. Right. Rather than say individually per se. Yeah. Instead of having a Victoria one and and an Oak Bay one and a Saanich and Central Saanich, we're all one now. Right. That's yeah. like amalgamation, but that's a touchy subject. <laughs> we, won't, we, won't, we, won't, we won't go there. Yeah, we're not getting on no, that topic that'll be today. another topic. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's a nice, it's a good step forward though. One small step forward. Yeah, it's, it's very big. So how many, how many people are on the board or like in terms of the representation for, for the group? Yeah, so there's, there's uh, oh my gosh, let me count. So there are six people on the board. Um and then we have a couple of people that have reached out just to help with things, which is awesome. We right. would love to have people um, help us, even if it's just helping out for an event or helping get the word out, anything. We would love to have people contact us and and really start creating a, more of a sense of a community. Yeah. Okay. Um Something that, uh, it's funny how you had mentioned it earlier, um, about me shutting off at home and the impact and, you know, and I don't know what it's like to be the, the partner of a, mm-hmm. a police officer. And, you know, interestingly enough, you either have families that both couples, there's, it's very common to have, um, the couple, both partners are police officers and they truly understand each other. They truly get shift work and they, um, you know, me, on the other hand, um, I actually, for a long period of time, I, you know, purposely thought like I, that I I don't like that. I I like shutting off my brain Mm -hmm. when I get home. Unbeknownst to me for the longest time, um, it was to the detriment of, um, some of, uh, of our relationship. And, and I can't remember which doctor it was that I went to a seminar one time where he talked about these emotions of highs and lows. Cause you're at work. You're just, you're always hyper vigilant and hypersensitive because you have to be right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, yeah, of course. I, don't, I never carry, <laughs> I never carry a cup of coffee in my right hand just so I always have it available just That's, in case. Somebody, I think that was Dr. Gilmartin. Yes, correct. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That's right. And um, it really hit home for me because there's cause and effect in those those highs where you're always, you know, always alert and always on on the go. Um, when you get home, you inevitably can't help but shut off. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, and it never really occurred to me how that would impact. Um, and I'm sure this this happens to a lot of families out there, right? I'm Where, sure it does. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's mm-hmm. co- it's quite commonplace because a lot of officers want to come home and they don't a don't want to talk about their day because yeah. they don't want to scare the shit out of their family members because yeah. of the stuff we see day yeah. in and day out. So it's just it's a protective mechanism too on our part not to get into the nitty gritty of yeah 
you know, the child death we went to, and then we had to go to this other thing and then this other thing. And yeah, you get home and you're like, I've, I've just spent 12 hours talking to people and being sworn at and being t- called every name in the book. And then you come home, you're in your safe space and you're like, okay, now I can kind of turn down the volume on the yeah. hypervigilance, turn off my brain. But yeah, it, it definitely has well, results a, in a detriment to the family. It was only an, until very recently where like, you know, it was the mindset towards your, your, your network and your support networks about talking about stuff, you know, at home as well. Whereas like for the longest time I was, I was like, man, I'm good at internalizing and compartmentalizing all this stuff. I'm so good at it. Right. (laughs) Wow. You're a superstar. (laughs) No, what I mean by that is just like, (laughs) you you feel like you have to build this, 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 you know, um, this room in your mind where you lock stuff up and you purposely don't let it out. Um, and you're good at it until you're not good until, at it yeah, anymore. Yeah, and then you don't know <laughs> anymore, but then... Um, <laughs> and you don't know I, that I, you're not good at it anymore. Yeah, you think I you're so good, but the people around you... Yeah, that's right. That's, is like, that's, uh, that's the point I'm trying to make is like, I on? thought that I was so good at it, but unbeknownst to me, it's just like, this is really affecting our lives yeah. and, and, and how we got there. And I was actually wanted to ask you next, Todd, because mm. you had a very traumatic incident, which is still like got you off the road and you yep. made huge leaps to come back to work in a different capacity, but like how, right. yeah, how that affected, um, your family in terms of like, you know, we don't have your, your wife here, but like in terms of the the networks and the support networks that maybe they weren't there when you went through your incident. So like yeah. any discussions on that? Yeah. The, so the beyond the blue wasn't really in existence when we, when I had my accident, it was two and a half years ago. So I didn't know about it. There was no Victoria chapter. Um, and for us, it's just the ongoing, never ending feeling of it. So my wife, eventually I was lucky because I said, well, I have all the support. So I had a SISM person. I had a peer support person. I had a counselor who I've been seeing for a number of years. So I had that support. Um, but my wife didn't. Um, and unfortunately I wasn't in any way, shape or form to, uh, to be that support person for her because I was so. You're in survival mode. I was in complete survival mode. And even some days I was very close to not even being surviving. Yeah. Um, so she went, eventually went and saw a counselor. Didn't really click with that counselor. I've been trying to support her to, to maybe go see another one and. Um, cause it's been two and a half years of buildup and then the, and then you throw in my teenage kids. Luckily they're old enough to kind of understand what's going on, but there's days I feel bad because I have been checked out or I've been, I hide away from them or the family just because the noise and the stuff going on is too much for me. So mm-hmm. they also, like my son sees a counselor, he gets supports and my daughter has seen a counselor and it's there for them. But, um, this type of thing to be on the blue where it's peer to peer and it's people who like, you can go to the counselor all day long and they don't really know what it's like to be a family member of a police officer or a police officer. So if you have that peer to peer people, you get that genuine empathy and, and support that way. So yeah, um, definitely a huge benefit. And I, I don't know of any police officer family that doesn't go through this. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and, on the flip side, you know, you, you're going through your thing and you know, your wife's going through something, but you can't be there for her on the flip side. You know, we, well, I'm speaking for myself. I didn't want to unload that on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. this, this is really shitty. Like yeah. pull your socks up and yeah. let's, you know, 
Um, so I would buy <laughs> for me, I just bottle it up and then yep. you'd compartmentalize put it, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's your but own then, compartmentalization. But then you'd put a dish wrong in the dishwasher and I would explode on you. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, looking back, we can laugh, but it was, it was very intense. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh it, it is it is nice to have these other spouses that really understand what you're going through. Yeah. And you know, have either been through it or, you know, know someone who's been through it. Um, so. Or even proactively, right? Even yeah, proactively. Exactly. Gain, say, yes. Becoming part of this network. That's where, right. Why wait? Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. get involved before it gets to that critical point. Exactly. So that's one of the things we want to, we really want to concentrate on this year. It's this past year has been in our infancy. So we've kind of gotten resources, you know, collated and we have information on extended benefits for each of the departments that are available for the spouses. Uh, we've done some talks. We've offered some education to our members, but we really want to start creating that sense of community now, um, getting more people involved, raising awareness, um, those kinds of things, and starting to offer more services in terms of peer support mm-hmm. and outreach. Right. Yeah. So what are some specific types of incidents that would happen to a police officer in the course of their duties where you can think of, you know, the 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 family would reach out to you, you know, uh, I know like we touched on earlier, there was obviously the BMO, like that was such a, mm-hmm. a huge incident, but what are some other types of scenarios where you can think that, you yeah. know, to give some family members out there just to be like, okay, I can reach out in this circumstance. Of course. Well, there doesn't need to be an incident. Yeah, true. It's a great point. Right. It's so point. it could, it could be anything you, you know, it could be a spouse with PTSD right. or undiagnosed PTSD mm-hmm. or just struggling with shift work and, you know, those kinds of things. But of course, if there's a critical incident like the BMO or, or there was a, a really, um, you know, intense call that you went to and you're being affected. And uh, but of course, we're, we're here for anything. And under the sun, if people need to reach out and they feel like they're alone or they really want to talk to somebody else that's been through it, we're here. It doesn't, doesn't matter what what it, it's for right. it can just be for friendship and that's a that's a big thing now too is being proactive yes. <clears throat> i find that as trainers and vic pd especially and probably other departments too is training your recruits to um find a counselor and make that really get that relationship going before they even have that critical incident or yeah. things mm-hmm. pile up and get that going so same with with families like i encourage uh, police officers who have families who are new to the profession get in touch and get that going proactively so you have that relationship built mm-hmm. if something bad does happen. Yeah. 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 It is, it's a sense of, it's almost a sense of social capital, right? That you have this, you know, strong net of support. So if you, if you do fall, it's there to catch you rather than, Trying you know, to pick you up after. Trying to pick you up off the, yeah. off the pavement afterwards. But yeah. even just the support of the day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that can be wearing yeah. on, on families and kids and, and spouses. It's, you know, it's it's yeah. a rough life. And I and know, uh, you know, the other point I want to bring up is I know Vancouver Islands, it, it is kind of, it's small town. Like people know everybody and maybe people don't want to reach out to somebody who knows who they are or so 
We, as a chapter under Canada Beyond the Blue, we do have access to peer support through Canada. Mm-hmm. So if someone is wanting to reach out, but they don't, they feel uncomfortable, if it's somebody that they know, they could reach out to Canada um, for peer support. And what they do is they they will match you to somebody that it has gone through a similar experience mm. as you. And all of the peer supporters are trained um, there is a specific training kind of protocol or program that Canada puts all of their peer supporters through. So they have the knowledge and, and the expertise and the life experience to really offer a, an authentic and um, helpful peer support experience. So uh, can I say the next Yeah, no, uh, yeah going to be my next yeah. question. Like, please tell us what those contacts are. Yeah, so... So for Canada Beyond the Blue, um, there's a phone number. It's it is based in Ontario, so, <laughs> but it is six four seven two four nine seven one two one. You can call that number. Um, there is also uh, you can also contact them through their Toronto Beyond the Blue, which is www.torontobeyondtheblue.com/peersupport, uh, and they will they will work with you. Excellent. They also have, uh, because Ontario has a lot because they've been doing this for almost 10 years. This oh, is wow. where the inception of, of Beyond the Blue started. Mm-hmm. It, it was back east. So they have a lot of support and a lot of contacts with the departments and whatnot. So something that we're striving to get to. But they also have a monthly connect, just a Zoom connect. And it's open to anybody. And, and you can... You don't even need to turn your camera on. You can just be an anonymous kind of lurker. (laughs) Or listener. Or listener. (laughs) Just like call in and and see what it's all about. If you don't want to put your camera on or put your name forward, that's okay. And those dates can be figured out on their website? Yes. Yeah. And we also, um, well, we try to, but we post those all the time. And I'll make sure this peer support information is also reposted, right. but we will let other people, we'll, we'll post it on our social media sites and, and on our, our website. Okay. And what is the website? Are, uh, so the website is um, www.vancouverislandbeyondtheblue, <laughs> it's long, okay. uh, .com. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. And oh, our email is info yeah. at vancouverislandbeyondtheblue.com. Yeah. And our Instagram. <laughs> Go ahead. Nuts. All the socials. Yeah. That's what is, say. Is at Vancouver Island underscore BTB. Also, we are trying to build our list of vetted resources. So if you are listening and you are a counselor or a psychologist that um, you think you would be a good match, uh, please connect with us and we will uh, add you to our vetted resources list. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about um, coming out to the different departments, the headquarters, and talking to the different watches? And Yes. Okay. We have discussed that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the uh, – the things that we want to do this year as well and raising awareness, we really want to step it up and start making those connections with not only the departments and letting them know we're here, but also with your support services. So Mm -hmm. your SISM team and wellness team so that we are kind of integrated into that response or the offer of services. Hey, we're here for you, the member, but here is something that your partner can contact 
for some support as well. Kind of like the victim services style of thing where, right. you know, if you have a thing, hey, here's a pamphlet for you, for your officer, here's your family, you can contact us. That's yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Right. Very cool. Extremely cool. And, Thank uh, you. Yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> I know it's. Thank it's you, John. Yeah, we're, no, I. I just it's odd because we're I'm interviewing we're interviewing each other. Um, I guess we're saving money on therapy here. But, um, yeah, no, I'm extremely proud of you. Um, for Aww, yeah, I am. I it it it's like you know not to get too much of a deep dive like we did a bit, but um, to come out of this on the other side and like and you to become you know currently right now the president and and just collectively to see everybody in the whole policing community in and around um it's massive and uh, i think it's super important for for everyone um if you're listening um and you're part of a policing family and you have for sure gone through some sort of incident because it's inevitable you will go through incidents um and getting that baseline uh, for yourself as a police officer, your family getting a baseline for themselves in support. Um, it goes without saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say something. <laughs> well, I was going to say that, you know, this year, it doesn't all, all have to be doom and gloom. We do no, want to, we do want to have some social events yep. that are fun, you know, that we can bring spouses or even families together or the mm -hmm. kids together That's um, and, and start again, building that sense of community and not, not just a, a response. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a that's a great idea. Um, God, I had a thought too, but I just lost it. Sunday morning. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> I do. I do want to, you know, throw a shout out because we would not be here if it wasn't possible for the donations from the departments and the unions. Yeah. Uh, we do depend on donations for to be able to offer these these kind of services. So, um, yeah, we'll be we'll be reaching out. And the other cool thing is, I'll and just how can they make those donations? Just reaching out by info. Just, just reaching out. Email? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Any of any social media or or um, our website or our email. So um, you interrupted me. Now I can't remember. Sorry. What I was going to say. <laughs> stop, stop hitting me. <laughs> um, oh, I'm I was going to say. I was going to say yeah. this. <laughs> this year, what's what's exciting is um, we're actually going to be amalgamating with Canada. Well, there's that word again. Oh, Amalgamation. God. Oh God, the A word. <laughs> But it's going to be a good thing because Canada is, uh, we're in the, pro they are in the process of applying for uh, charity status. Okay. So uh, in the future, once we get that all kind of nailed down and settled, um, we're going to be able, our donors are going to be able to, we're going to be able to issue tax receipts, which mm -hmm. is, which is great Very cool. because we can get, get more donations. And in the future, probably this year, our website is going to be embedded in the Canada website, but we'll have communication going out about all of that when, when the time comes. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much and happy birthday. We didn't mention it. It's, a, <laughs> it's, it's your birthday. Thank birthday. You. Oh my goodness. Yes. You came to hang out on your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. It's I hope you made been, your breakfast in bed. It's and, been very difficult to even try to get this podcast yeah, even done in the past. Yeah, we've been trying for a while. You know, with uh with young kids and everybody with their schedules and um but very glad we got to, to I do am it. Too. I'm very birthday. happy. Yes, yes. Thank and you. um yeah. 
Yeah, I think Tom should take you out for to Il Terrazzo. For <laughs> we nice, tried. Yeah, we nice, were going to do, we do that, that, but I, I'm a bit, I yeah, don't know. Got, I, like, got, I, go I was it. like, I just want to put my PJs on and, <laughs> <laughs> or something. Well, in, you're the like, birthday girl. You get to choose. You know, you're yeah. getting you older go. when. Yeah. Anyway. Well, happy birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you once again. And so we hope everyone who has had an opportunity to listen to this, don't hesitate to reach out. And so I think we'll put links in the, sorry to interrupt, but we'll put the links of all the stuff that you said in the show notes as well. So thank you. So people can see them there. Excellent. Yeah. So from our families to yours, here's (laughs) to uh, networking and Mm -hmm. and making it a safer place. So everybody take care until the next episode on the True Blue Podcast. Thank you for listening to the True Blue Podcast. Join us next time for more stories about policing in Victoria and Esquimalt. The True Blue Podcast is sponsored by the Victoria City Police Union. Thanks to our media partners, H2 Accelerator, who have helped design and deliver our new improved marketing strategies. Thank you to our master of music, Gord McKee. Special thanks to the creators of the True Blue Podcast, Host, Matt Waterman. Sound and editing, Todd Mason. Concept design, Daryl Baswick. And sidekick, Steve, for the production and sound studio. Thank you for listening to the True Blue Podcast. 